Welcome to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan and Mike the Grizz, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have Frank Selby, who owns his and her fly shop in Southern California. And Frank has a little bit of a surprise, so stay tuned. Uh, and we'll make it very much worth your while. Now, I know that we've got probably 100, 150, maybe 200,000 people listening out there. But I'd like to get somebody, you know, there are some people to respond. It's so difficult. People listen and then they forget about it. And I don't know if anybody was listening last week about this, the uh, great deal that Jim um, Kurchkinski from Blue Sky was offering up a, a very, very high-end um, timeshare in Cabo San Lucas at the La Cantada. Anyway, but I, I know the place, and it is definitely a five-star. And he was going to – that place goes for two fifty, three hundred a night. I think he was going to give away a week, maybe six, seven days, something like that, for 800 bucks, and throw in a free fishing trip. So if you have not responded to that – <laughs> then give me a break. You're a fool. I'm not sure the dates, but it's in the middle of September. But it's, it's date specific. So if you want to find out about that, if you have not yet responded, then uh, shoot us an email and we'll get you set up because it is, uh, you know, I think uh, Frank and I both want to take advantage of it. What do you think, Frank? Uh, I agree 110%. May it be an issue. Nobody called. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, you know, I haven't talked to Jim since last week, so I don't know if he's got it sold or not. Yeah. But uh, you should definitely get in touch, and um, one way or another, we'll take good care of you. Because we've got, we got other stuff, too, we can do for you. By the way, if you're interested in doing any kind of travel, pretty much anywhere in the world, if you, mean, if you want to go to Africa or Cuba or Alaska or Cabo or the mainland Mexico, uh, we can get deals for you that you won't find anywhere else because we work with people and we have sponsors and they, they give us some very special pricing. So go to fishtalkradio.com. My email address is john, J-O-H-N, at fishtalkradio.com. So please uh, get in touch. Make sure that we know there's somebody out there listening. Okay, we're going to have to take a break, and we're going to be back with Frank in just a minute, and we're going to see if we can uh, um, do some gator hunting. So we'll talk to you in just a couple of minutes. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio and enjoy the great outdoors. 
used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, Aftco makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says Aftco, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through Aftco. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for Aftco at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Always buy quality, and you will not be disappointed. AO Coolers, the lightweight, soft-sided cooler, will not disappoint you. Easy to carry, less room on the deck, and more efficient. AO Coolers fit the product inside for more performance. Once you try one, you want more. You will be proud to own one. AO Coolers outperform bulky, hard shell, and lesser soft-sided coolers. For types and how to find yours, go to aocoolers.com. Available at West Marine. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with Mike the Grizz and John Hennigan. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio. Gosh, I don't know if I swallowed a fly or what. So, uh, Frank, you're going to have to help me out here. No problem. Uh, you know, let's let's mention real quick what we promised about uh, a special deal that you're interested in giving to our listeners. Oh, yes. I have two boxes of flies. There's 16 flies and one streamer. And for the first 10, the calls John email, sends an email or sends one to me, we'll get the six, 17 flies. They are Matukas, Royal Coachman, Black Nats, and Mosquitoes, and Red Tailed brown gnat and uh, what would that what would they be the most appropriate for what type of fish uh these are strictly for panfish or bass the uh-huh. uh two streamers are strictly for bass or trout they'll catch mm-hmm. both okay uh and uh the two boxes and everything we will just ship everything's free all you have to do is send us an email okay well I mean, how could you turn down a deal like that? Is anybody out there listening? Give me a break. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, you know what? Uh, Frank also mentioned that even if you're not a, an avid fly angler, most of the uh, um, the flies that you use, you can use with a spinning rod, right? Yes, you can use a, a spinning rod with a bubble. You can use a light slide sinker with a swivel. 
and do quite well with streamers or dry. No. But, uh, well, you know what? Why don't you give us some tips on how to use those, especially if you're not using a fly rod? And if you are using a fly rod, um, these are not dry flies, right? So you just, you, you, you yeah, we, what? yeah, these, uh, most of them are dry, and for ponds and lakes, for fish and panfish, like bluegill, crappie. Red, uh, red-eared sun perch, uh, back east, they're called sun perch. Uh, I've caught a lot of big crappie on a dry mm-hmm. and, uh, fly in Kansas. They're at a little lake right away from my sister, about a mile. Right. And uh, there's a lot of stripers in there. Uh, well, they call them wipers. They're half striper and half white bass. <laughs> okay. And I've caught a ton of them right on the dam. The back at the end, I've caught a ton of them almost all year round, mm-hmm. and I use a matuka, and uh, we have a special kind of matuka that most people do not have. It's an olive with a black ribbon mm-hmm. around the feather, mm-hmm. and I have caught tons of browns on it. I've caught tons of bass on them. And uh, they're just an all-around good fly for just about anything, Mm -hmm. except salt water. If you throw it in there, you'll only be able to use it once because the hook rust. Oh, (laughs) well, can't you rinse it off? Yeah, but it's still, you know, uh, the old eagle claw hooks, uh, they did not like salt water at all. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. uh, Well, of course, you know, saltwater fly fishing is getting huge. Uh, yeah. don't, normally, you don't use quite the same thing, but uh, you know, and especially you know, a lot of people are fishing uh, inshore, uh, just flowing, throwing flies out to, from the shore itself, and and catching uh, um, barber, yeah, yeah, a croaker, mm-hmm. a big halibut, Sierra? actually, really? and actually in Newport and Huntington Beach, we've taken over thirty-three line class records on halibut. Uh, in the bay in the surf. Wow. In Southern California. Boy, that'd, that'd be fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And how far do you have to throw it? Uh, actually, you don't even have to throw 20 feet. It depends on the water. There, If anybody that ever goes to the beach and surfed or swam, you walk in that little gully and then you mm-hmm. come back up. We call that the Corbina Highway, mm-hmm. and that's where the bar, the halibut and the Corbina, bar perch. Not so many croakers I've I caught in the Corbina Highway, but mm-hmm. we catch a lot, and that's a medium strip. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, I think we did uh, finally get in touch with the Gator Man, didn't we, Mark? Oh, good. Yeah. Okay, we have Captain Phil who's quite an interesting uh, character. He hunts gators, and I think you're in Florida, right, Phil? Sure, hurricane capital of the world. <laughs> Especially recently. Just well, like, just like uh, Washington, D.C., where yeah. everything blows. Well, you know what? Um, hunting gators, I think there's probably a lot of confusion. First of all, they are not endangered. And no, haven't and, been for 40 years or so. And it's either you eat them or they eat you, right? Yeah, uh, well, it's better advice, you know, one way than the other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Well, give us a, you know, a little bit of uh, quick information about yourself and what you do. Well, I'm a retired wine consultant, uh, corporate world for a couple of decades, got fed up with it, got back to my redneck roots when they opened these gator seasons up because over the last 25 years or so, they've opened seasons in the five deep south states that have sustainable populations and where they're hunting on the populations are doing very, very well. Well, I'd like to know how you hunt a gator. Um, I mean, do you use a hook and line? Do you use a gun? Very, or, very uh, carefully. Uh, <laughs> you don't. Well, the hook and line, the problem is the TV shows are not showing the hunting. TV shows are showing trapping. And the trapping, the difference between the hunting and trapping is like the difference between sane netting a redfish, redfish versus going out and spotting one tailing and then, you know, throwing, throwing some bait to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you hunt them, the predominant method, and this is across the South and the states that have a public season, uh, you got to go out and get a restraining line on them. And a restraining line involves uh, either a harpoon or possibly a snatch hook, and it does not involve any bait. Mm-hmm. And prior to killing them, you have to properly restrain them. That varies just a little bit by states. But it boils down to you basically have to have control of it. So if it's, mm-hmm. you know, 11, 12 foot and it's five, six, seven hundred pounds that's pissed off, you got to have it tied up before you can kill it. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, you don't, <laughs> you don't want to wound it, that's for sure. Well, that's the thing. You, the, the laws are specific so that they are restrained before you kill them or attempt to kill them so that you have it. Yeah. Because if you only have one line on it, you know, people get excited, and if they're out there shooting the darn things, it's not uncommon for somebody to shoot their line off a darn gate, <laughs> which you don't want. Well, they've done other stupider things than just that, yeah. but, you know, it's just gator hunting. There's lots of gator hunting yeah. stories out there. Yeah. Now, the thing about gators is you've got, uh, of course, the meat is, you know, it's really good. It's almost like lobster. But uh, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't give well, it that the, much accolade. Well, I wouldn't say the taste for so much, but is the, the density. But uh, yeah, it's a delicate white meat, and actually, mm-hmm. on the market now, the hides, wild hides, have been going down, down, down. Yeah, been pushed out of their place by the farm-raised gators, which is very sad because again, those folks you see on those TV shows are. Yeah. About starving, but the meat's been doing very good, and that the shows have boosted the meat, and then the consumers have responded and said, "You know, I'd like to try a natural, all, all organic meat when they go out to eat." Yeah, and that's done wonders for the gator, you know, industry. Like I say, the price of the meat. Of course, the downside yeah. is we really need to do something with these hides that are sitting around. But yeah. that's a whole other story. Yeah, make some boots. Well, we're trying to, but there's very little marketing that's done. And, and again, mm-hmm. the the established alligator industry, which is a very small industry and very high-end, only wants perfect hides. And when they're in the wild, of course, they fight each other. They beat each other to crap. They live in a tough life. The hides aren't perfect, uh, whereas when they raise them on the farms, they are perfect. So mm-hmm. the uh, the commercially raised gators seem to uh, out-edge the uh, – the uh, fighting for a life uh, gators of the wild. Yeah. Very sad, but hopefully we can turn that around in the next few years. Yeah. And they're, uh, of course, they're, you know, usually it's like in swampland or, or uh, what do you call well, it? Well, an uh, alligator is, a, is, I don't want to call it a marine animal, but it's, but it's, a, wet, it's a wetlands animal. It's got, okay. to, it's got to have water to, uh, to live. Captain, Captain Phil, uh, we had a bit of a time getting in touch with you. We're going to have to take a break, but if you wouldn't mind hanging around for a couple minutes, let's keep you over for a couple minutes. Can you, can you stay with us? Sure. All right, everybody. Okay, you are listening to Fish on Talk Radio. We'll be right back. 
The best wing shooting is in Nayarit, Mexico. It's absolutely incredible and is only $2,650 U.S. per person. Includes four nights lodging, three days hunting, all meals, non-alcoholic beverages, transportation, bird boys, cleaning and packing of all birds. You'll even be provided, free of charge, a quality shotgun over and under or automatic, either a Beretta or Browning. Three cases of shotgun shells. Even the tips are included. Bird season starts soon, so book your adventure today. Contact support at thegrizgear.com. That's support at thegrizgear.com. Or call 434-953-8598. That's 434-953-8598. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire bring your fishing friends or meet new ones fish talk radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price real fun trips are inclusive easy no worry packages to the most popular fish grounds trips start around six hundred dollars go to reelfunadventures.com if your feet are happy you are happy soft science supreme comfort outdoor footwear will give you happy feet durable lightweight and supportive soft science footwear is designed for boating fishing or everyday comfort and performance with history of highest quality you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear softscience.com has many types and styles you need to check out invest in quality footwear and you will be happy for many years find out why at softscience.com Let me tell you about a fantastic boutique hotel on Mag Bay called the Mangrove Inn, located on the estuary in Lopez Mateos. This unique hotel will connect you with nature. The whale watching is incredible. They have the best onshore and offshore fishing guides and even bird watching guides. And the estuary fishing. You can even kayak fish the estuaries right from the hotel. The chef will even cook your catch. Check it out at mangroveinbaja.com or call 434-953-8598 to book your adventure. That's 434-953-8598. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with Mike the Grizz and John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we have on the line with us a very interesting character, Captain Phil, who's a gay... <laughs> is that a gator call or what? That, that's what the little gators make. If you actually grunt at a gator when you're hunting them, sometimes you can call them in. Really? <laughs> I guess it sounds like I'm a poodle and I can't swim and it's uh, around with it. It really gets them sometimes excited. <laughs> wow. Well, we're, we're about midway through our season here in Florida, our public season. Georgia's winding down. This is the last week in Georgia. South Carolina's got another 10 days. and. Mm-hmm. Alabama's come and gone, and, and so is Mississippi. And, yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's an activity that's getting to be a tradition across the South. And yeah. uh, people that do it just absolutely are eating up and love it. They can't wait to get out and do it again. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I, I, again, um, and uh, Frank, uh, you've probably had some questions because I doubt if you've ever been gator hunting. No, I don't think I'd want to. <laughs> you want to go fly? You want to go fly fishing for a gator? Uh, actually, uh, in Belize, every once in a while they catch one on a fly. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Not but big well, well, hook, hooking it and getting it on the boat are two different things. Yeah, I don't yeah, want it. It's safer with. than it sounds. You know, the dangerous part is the drive to and from. Yeah. And uh, then also what, what your buddies are going to do out there. You've got good buddies that have been hunting. They're not going to do anything stupid. You take out the rookies and the greenhorns like I do, and, you know, peeing in their pants is probably the safer thing. It doesn't really hurt anything. When they start doing stupid things like wrapping lines around their, their, their wrists and legs and oh. excited around equipment and not paying attention and thinking that thing's going to jump out of the water and eat them can really cause a lot of problems. But yeah. so far, you know, over the years I've been guiding, I've been able to uh, to avoid serious problems. Mm-hmm. And I've been able to keep, you know, the surgeons keep keep their fingers away from the mouths. That, that's, you know, that, that's an undertaking sometimes. Yeah, it is. A couple of quick questions. You mentioned that you were in the wine business? Uh, formerly. Yeah. Well, I, I do another radio show called Cork and Fork Radio, which we talk about food and wine. So wine is something that maybe you and I will talk about later. Yeah, uh, I've been out of the business for 20 years, but I used to like, you know, I always said if I had a, sh- a cocaine habit, it probably would have been cheaper than my champagne habit. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you only like those uh, Teddy de Cuvées, you know, it gets kind of expensive and, you know, yeah. it's hard, hard, hard to talk wine around gator hunters. Well, California's oh, coming man. up. Hey, you get some strawberry L. Yeah, no, California is uh, a lot of people are are making some pretty good. Now, obviously, it's not from the Champagne region of France, but it's a uh, you know Methode Champenois. But uh, it is uh, making oh, some pretty good. I'm partial to, and then those uh, the French houses, uh, Domaine Mum and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Cuvée Napa and the uh, Domaine Chandon. Man, those mm-hmm. are some really good ones. Yeah, well, a lot of the uh, uh, the French companies are starting to make wine in California. Oh, they've been doing it for years. It's, it's, mm-hmm. I've been out of the business 20 years, and they were there well-established back then. Yeah. But uh, one, a few years ago, when we had a drought, the nuisance trappers were just slaughtering the gators here in Florida because there was a number of attacks, and the, the state let them just go out there and kill them. And they had stacked up a couple hundred thousand pounds of gator meat, which they couldn't sell because oh they wouldn't God. go to new establishments to sell it. And I told them, I said, I can sell it, but I want, you know, 50 cents a pound to do it. And they laughed at me, you can't do it. So I made a couple of calls. I called a few of the major wineries and said, how would you like to do the bite back program? What's the bite back? I said, where well, we feature your wine for happy hour and, and you get uh, your, your wine, a uh, glass of your wine and a uh, uh, appetizer of gator nuggets. And they said, that, I would love to do a program like that. I said, you've seen all the publicity the gators are getting? Oh, yeah. I said, we can probably get you some of that when you, when you bite back at the gator bite, yeah. you know, taking them <laughs> off the market. And uh, I saw three major wineries. Everyone wanted a piece of that, but I couldn't get the alligator industry on board because they didn't think wow. it could happen. So I just let it go away. And the, and the guys were just, the marketing guys were like, man, we really yeah. would have wanted to do that. Yeah. I said, so did I. But, again, you, you know, it's kind of hard to. What do they say? Make a fine purse from a sow's ear? Yeah. Well, you know, t- talking about food and wine and alligators, um, you know, you have pr- you probably get a fair amount of alligator meat. What do you do with it? Uh, for myself, the bulk of what I'm doing now is nuisance trapping, which isn't huge, but I just trade my meat to the processor. He gives me the hide back because the meat is, is, I mean, you can sell that the next day, the day you get it off the gator. Yeah. Eight to ten dollars a pound wholesale. Yeah, uh, like I said, the shows have really got that going. The hides a whole other story. 
but I, I don't really skin the gator. I mean, I don't have any use for the meat. It's 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 a pain to ha- handle and work with, and this that and the other thing. So I don't really do yeah. a whole lot with the meat. Oh yeah, and but there, again, since but these TV you know, shows have come on, it's, well, it's, the the yield has gone the, through the roof. The yield is high, and there's no bones in it. Yeah, I mean, people like it to try it. You know, the only thing is, it's seafood, so you got to cook it very delicately, very quickly. Yeah. Uh, if you don't, it'll, it's like shrimp or scallops. It'll turn to rubber. But, yep. uh, I mean, it's, it's yeah. got, a, got a following out there. Make no mistake. The game, oh, yeah. we can sell every bit we can get our hands on. Yeah, I made some chili with it one time. But, uh, really? Yeah, but it's uh, but you, like you said, with scallops or shrimp or any, any most, most all of the seafood, you don't cook it. You just warm it up. Basically, yeah, and that's that's part of the problem. Everybody wants to cook stuff. I know so many people that just want to cook it. It's like, no, you throw it in the grease and pull it out. If it's hot, it cooks in a minute. Yeah, exactly. And they can't figure out why they're bouncing it off the walls. That's really chewy. That's good. Yeah. You freaking overcooked it. That's right. Yeah, it turns into rubber. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. If, uh, Frank, have you ever had alligator meat? No. Well, it, I was an alligator when I was a kid. You what? You heard me. An alligator. When I was a kid, our they had eight acres, and the kids used to go over ride the little ones. Ride the little ones? Yeah. Oh and my one gosh! Day, one of them ate a goat. Oh no! <laughs> and that was the end of kids getting in the yard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They. Uh, um, well, that's a that's a good point, uh, Phil. What about? Uh, you know, if you're around where alligators are, how dangerous are they, and, and what do you do to keep yourself from getting harmed? They're not dangerous. Uh, what's dangerous is a tourist going down the road making a left-hand turn from the right lane in a 60-mile-an-hour zone. <laughs> killed every damn time or maimed. We got probably a million, million and a half gators in the state of Florida. We got 20 million residents, 108 million visitors that have all been watching too many Disney movies to think these animals are our friends and buddies, and you go up and hug them and kiss them and show them some love, and they'll reciprocate. Uh, and we have maybe a handful of attacks each year. We've had, I think, 45 documented deaths since 1950. Wow. So when you do the math, it's nothing. I mean, they're like, like I tell people, they're like a thunderstorm. Yeah. We have thunderstorms. Tampa's the lightning capital of the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, you got a storm, you got a cloud nearby. There's a cloud up there. You get hit by a bolt of lightning. That's not an exaggeration. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have probably 15, 20 lightning hits, uh, you know, strikes a year of people in Florida. And nobody thinks anything about it. Yeah. Gator, because, oh, people hype it up and this, that, and the other thing. They, yeah. They're, they're all scared of them. Yeah. But the reality is, you know, you just don't want to do things stupid around a gator. You don't want to swim in a big gator's habitat, especially at night, because a big gator is just like a dog. He's got his area staked out. Yeah. And when something goes in it, it's like going over the fence into a dog's backyard. Well, he's going to know it, and he's not going to like well, it. Well, this is something that's out of your field, but what is the difference um, between an alligator and a crocodile? Uh, one will hunt you down and eat you, and the other one just looks at you and waits to go to a family <laughs> reunion at Saks Fifth Avenue. <laughs> what happens a person? Well, crocodiles but, get a lot bigger. Yeah. Crocodiles are generally tropical. Keep in mind, alligators are subtropical. Yeah. Well, so, uh, we so, have you know, a native um, uh, gator or a native crocodile. I'm trying to think of what it's called. But anyway, they're, they're in South Florida. They're a tropical species. They're across the Caribbean. The alligators go all the way up to North Carolina and possibly right. into Virginia. Right. Uh, so they'll take the cold a little bit better. But a crocodile grows a lot larger. They have a narrower snout. 
and many of the species, like I said, those uh, Australian and the Indonesians and the Niles, they're just nasty. <laughs> they will hunt you down and eat you, and they don't care. You know, <laughs> alligators are just like the big old guy, you know, jolly. You know, he can hurt you if you tick him off. Just don't tick him off. Yeah. <laughs> I know like I said, we have so few alligator attacks for the amount of people. And so again, in Florida, think of all the waterways we have. Oh, yeah. Every body of water. I'm trapping gators in urban areas. I'm trapping them in backyards and in canals and ditches and front porches and swimming pools. So they're everywhere. And how few attacks we have, they're not interested in doing anything. Actually, the most dangerous animal for attacks and killing people and maiming people in North America, you know what the, what the most uh, deadly animal is? Mm, gosh, let me, let me take a guess. Uh, I mean, they're deadly. If you, want to, if you want to save soccer moms and their kids, you need to, we need to kill more of these things. Bambi. Deers? Bambi jump out in front of those mini. Oh yeah, and yeah. Land in mom's lap, you know. Right. And and moose too, yeah, yeah. But we got a lot more deer than moose. Yeah, yeah. But they yeah. kill. I mean, deer every year kill. You know, a couple hundred people a year. Not to mention the, the amount of property damage and injuries. Right, right. That's every year. So yeah. once again, gators compared comparatively is nothing. <laughs> Again, Good you know, point. we need to have maybe more urban deer hunting, <laughs> eradicate those deadly deer that just want to you know, put soccer mom killer. Wow. I'm all for the protection of soccer moms and their kids. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the preservation of minivans. There's no reason why a minivan should have a deer going through it. <laughs> okay. Wow. But, uh, well, we're going to, we've only got about a minute or so left, but, uh, Captain Phil, are you still taking people gatoring hunting or are you retired or what do you do? Well, I'm, I'm still doing some hunting, but we're really getting into the 2018 season. Uh, if they're interested in gator hunting, they go to my website. I have a lot of information there. It's gatorguides.com. That's plural, gatorguides.com. Mm-hmm probably have the most legitimate information on the web there because I've written a lot about the subject. Uh, when you go on my equipment page, just the writing of how you use the equipment gives you a general good feeling of, of what goes on in a gator hunt. Right. And again, I've hunted across the south. Most of the states that have seasons, I've, I've spent the money to okay. pack up the boat and go. drive a thousand miles to go hunt them in different areas. Wow. Okay. And we've, uh, you know, my little group of guides is leading as okay. far as when it goes to well, records, tournament records, state so records. We, we, we got to go. We, 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 we got to go. But what's that website real quick? GatorGuides.com. Okay. All right, Captain Phil, we appreciate that. It's been a lot of fun. It's time to enjoy the biggest Southern California reservoir located in Hemet, just 90 minutes from Los Angeles and San Diego. Getting away from the summer heat, fall and winter bring ideal fishing weather, world-renowned for its black bass fishing, also home to the bluegill and red-ear sunfish, rainbow trout, and both blue and channel catfish. Bring your boat or rent one of ours. Tell them John Hennigan sent you, and they'll give you a special gift on California parks. Visit dvmarina.com. That's dvmarina.com. 
If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back motor trend truck of the year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan and Mike the Grizz. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. We have some great guests coming up in a few minutes, but I wanted to talk a little bit about the high Sierras today. Uh, everybody seems to be heading up for close to the closure for the big browns running up the uh, upper Owens. And uh, the flies that we use and the lures you use and all the good days of fishing. I want to be up there, and here I am sitting here. <laughs> yeah, it's, a beautiful, it's a beautiful time of the year to be up there. Yes, uh, it is. Before the, before the ice melts uh, or up the ice comes over and covers the lakes. But, yeah. uh, uh, Frank, we have a special guest. We have Dale, uh, who operates Dreammaker Charters, and his wife, Gracie, operates Griselda's Smokehouse in Cabo San Lucas. Oh. And, uh, uh, Dale, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Well, I've got... Uh, uh, 
somebody that's staying in my condo that's going to be fishing with you this week, and I know you're going to take good care of them because that's why we set you up. But uh, yeah, they came by just a little while ago. Oh, great, 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 great. Anyway, um, one of the things I want to talk about today is because you, the Dreammaker Charters, it's an unbelievable um, bargain, you know, for what you charge and what you get. And there's no place in the world that you can get that quality of fishing and those type of boats for the price that you can get in Cabo. And yours is probably the best of any of them. But uh, the other thing is, is that uh, I don't know who does the, the processing. And I know Gracie, your wife, who's a doll, by the way. You can tell her that if you want. Um, she, the, she, you know, she, you know, kind of runs most of the day-to-day operations, and you take care of the Dreammaker charters. But what do you guys do? It's called uh, uh, Griselda's Smokehouse. And what's really, really cool is that you can uh, charter, uh, you know, a boat from the Dreammaker. You come into the dock, and the captain radios in. And when you pull into the dock, a dock boy comes down with a, what do you call those little wheelbarrow things, uh, loads your fish in it, takes it up, and you just get off the boat and go have a beer or a margarita or whatever you want, and it's done. And then you can come back later, and for a very, very reasonable fee, you process it, fillet it, vacuum seal it, fast freeze it, and then you pick it up before you go to the airport, and it's, it makes it so easy. But uh, the other thing is, you, it is called Griselda Smokehouse, and so you guys, you know, I'd like to get some tips on smoking fish, if you don't mind, about, you know, your process okay. and how you do it. Okay. Uh, well, basically, we use, uh, we use a brine that we, you know, we fillet the fish and cut out all the, the dark meat. It's important that you get the dark meat out um, because sometimes that has a strong flavor, especially like in fish like tunas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we cut them in, in small portions, and uh, we brine it uh, for about 20 hours. Okay. So, uh, and the brine consists mainly of... Uh, soy sauce, salt, uh, brown sugar, garlic, and then Grace has some other spices that she mm, puts in there. But secret that's, stuff. That's the, the, main, the main part of the recipe. Yeah. And so it gets soaked in, in that for about 20 hours, and then we use uh, real real mesquite chunks. Mm. And, uh, and so we smoke it for about two and a half hours, which is just... Uh, smoke mm-hmm. uh, without without any heat. The mm. the uh, the wood chunks do generate a little bit of heat, but not much. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then we turn the heat up to about 190, and it, it stays that way for another six hours or so. Whoa. Well, yeah, it's. Uh, um, I mean, I I enjoy. I, I smoke a lot of fish. I've got a couple of different smokers and a vacuum sealer. But for some reason, I never follow a recipe. And it never comes out the same way twice. But, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, one of the big things is, is um, you don't want it too salty, which is easy to do. Yeah, it's really easy to do. And mm-hmm. uh, some fish absorb more salt than others. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dorado and Sierra, they... Uh, They'll absorb more salt, so you can't leave it in the brine too long. Oh. Fish like uh, like tuna, uh, 
you can you can leave it on brine for three or four days and mm -hmm. it, you won't notice. But okay. uh, the sierra absorb more, or at least they taste like they do. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll tell you uh, what. And the sierra is what. Go ahead. Yeah, the sear is my favorite fish. It's just smokes up Well, it's kind of a usually smoked fish. The oilier, the fish with more oil usually works better, right? Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, mm -hmm. the fish that doesn't have much oil are typically a little drier. Mm -hmm. Some people really like it um, drier, but personally, I don't. I like the oily fish. Mm -hmm. And then you put it, you put it in vacuum, vacuum bags. And if you don't freeze it, how long can you keep it in the refrigerator? Well, it's no problem to have it uh, just vacuum-packed in the refrigerator for six months. Oh, really? Um, yeah, no problem. And if you freeze it, it's, you know, it's pretty much indefinite. I don't know how long. Indefinite. It doesn't have much yeah. water in it. Yeah. So it really doesn't change the structure of the fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we vacuum pack it in small portions, like quarter-pound bags. We don't weigh it, but we just kind of guesstimate the, the bag size. Oh, and, uh, so it's like, you know. That port way you don't get too much open yeah. at one time. So it would be just an appetizer for two people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, like the Sierra, it's good just for a lunch. I'll sit down and just have a bag of Sierra for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, do you take that on the boat with you? Yeah, we do. We do that quite often. Um, share it with the clients. Uh, you know, get them to smoke it. They they taste the samples, and then they'll go ahead and smoke up some fish. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, the, so basically, you know, what you find down there mostly would be Dorado, tuna, sometimes wahoo, uh, certainly marlin. Now, we do not encourage people to kill marlin because, you know, I think the release rate is over 90% now. And that's why, yeah. you know, that's why there's so many marlin down there. But if for some reason, you know, it doesn't make it or you need to, uh, uh, to bring it in, um, I've had smoked marlin before and it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Some of the marlin smokes up really good. Uh, when they're fatty, and they're, you can usually tell just by looking at the fish, if they're well-fed, they, they taste pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, the, personally, the blue marlin to me is is not good. Oh, really? But, uh, I, the locals, I, I was, yeah, the I, locals love it. Yeah, I was going to say just the opposite. I thought the blue was, uh, was, was, was uh, a better table fare. Yeah. No, the meat on the blue looks really it looks really good, but it's it's very dry. Oh, okay. And so, uh, and the black marlin, which we don't have very many of. Yeah. They they're real they're really good. Oh, really? If if they're if they're well fed. If yeah. they're not, they're a little dry. Well, I've but, I've uh, never they're fatty. They're, they're good. Yeah, and uh, primarily, if you catch a marlin, it's probably going to be a stripe. But uh, you yeah, know, sometimes you can get a blue. I've never caught a black. Yeah, yeah. We, there's not too many flacks. No, well, those are the big ones. Yeah, well, typically they're pretty, size. they're pretty good size. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite smoke? My favorite smoke is the Sierra. Oh. Well, you know, and those, of course, you can find, you know, pretty much up and down the coast. We even even have. Well, Sierra is, uh, you know, I know the up into the Sea of Cortez and Loreto or Mulahe, I guess, is uh, was up there one time when they were boats were coming in, you know, they're coming in by the boatloads and they were bringing in Sierras. And then, uh, you know, obviously you do have them in the Pacific, but 
you know, they're an inshore fish, and they're certainly a lot of fun to catch. The only the only thing is you got, uh, you know, hooking it and uh, getting it into the boat are two different things because they have very sharp teeth. And if, unless they're hooked right, you know, just go through the line kind of like a wahoo. But the uh, and the process. Um, give us some tips on and if somebody's want to do this themselves as far as uh, processing the fish and freezing it and vacuum sealing it. Uh, I think you don't want to cut it the chunks too big. Um, if you if you have really big pieces, the brine doesn't absorb to the center. Mm-hmm. And the smoke doesn't absorb into the, mm-hmm. the middle of the, the meat as well. So mm-hmm. smaller pieces are, are better. And uh, also, if you have large chunks, the outside gets way overdone, and the inside is still kind of moist. Yeah. So um, the smaller smaller pieces. About are, eight eight ounces or less. Yeah. I would say way way less than that. Maybe mm. maybe two ounces. Really. Yeah. Okay. And you, uh, uh, sometimes, I, sometimes if like a, a marlin or something will stake it, and then maybe have a, a, a five or six ounce piece, but then we do it fairly thin. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I prefer the smaller pieces. It just the brine absorbs more evenly into it. Mm-hmm. Now, um, Dale, uh, let me repeat because I want to make sure I got this. When you smoke it, uh, you brine it for what six, eight hours. Depending on the fish? No, we brine it for around 20. Whoa, okay. And then when you put it in the smoker, you start off with a low temperature with primarily only smoke. And then you crank it up to yeah, about 190 basically, degrees. Basically, uh, just basically just the, the wood that's smoking. But that generates yeah. a little bit of heat. You know, yeah. It brings it up to about 100 degrees. Oh, okay. All right. Just you get put, put the smoke on it, get the flavor in it. And then you bring it up to about yeah. 190, which is not very warm. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to go. Uh, Dream Charter. What's the What's the website, Dale? It's www.dreammakercharters.com. Uh, Dreammakercharters.com, and I highly recommend it. If you can, uh, go down there, and it makes it so easy. Just come pull in, and they'll take care of it for you. Dale, thank you very much, and thanks for taking care of my buddy. Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors.
Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Great news. You can now watch Grizz's shows wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. Enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. Or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Just go to your phone, tablet, or even Kindle app store or iTunes and download it today. And when you get home, you can watch The Grizz on your big screen on Roku. Catch The Grizz next adventure today. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with Mike the Grizz and John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have Frank Selby, owner of his and hers fly shops. And gosh, that was that was interesting. I mean, anybody that uh, likes to fish and likes to eat, yeah, that's. Uh, I tell you, they do such a tremendous job down there, and. You know, the prices on the boats, because you know, I got a friend of mine going down there, and, you know, they're, you, can get, you can get a ponga for under 200, a super ponga for under 200 for three people. You can get a 28-foot cruiser for about 350 And friends of mine, they, they want to take five people out, and they want comfort, so they want a twin-screw 33-footer, which is 550 But you can't get those kind of prices anywhere else in the world. I, I don't know of any. No, you mean... Um, you know, it, if you go on a, a charter trip with six people on a on a six pack boat out of Alaska, for one person it costs that much. And more areas in you know, Central and South America because they don't have the infrastructure, um, they're much more expensive. You know, and of course Hawaii they may be three times that, and you don't even get to keep the fish. But uh, it, it is such a deal. And if anybody does want to go down, they should give me a call. I do have a condo down there that I give some very reasonable rates on. And then, uh, you know, you go fishing on the Dream Maker, and they take care of everything. It's just so easy. Now, um, before we get into... So how far is your condo from the boat? Uh, I don't know, about two, 300 feet. Now, that shows you how lazy I am. That was perfect <laughs> for me. There you go. <laughs> I want to save my energy. There you go. <laughs> yeah, no, it's right downtown next to the marina. 
and uh, you can walk anywhere in town. And then you can walk around all night. <laughs> well, in the area, yeah, you can. Correct? But I, what I say is, you can walk, you know, downtown to the to the main area and go to the bars and stuff, and you can get there in ten minutes, and then you can crawl home in about thirty minutes. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, we don't have a whole lot of time. But you have a very, very special uh, offer that you're going to make, and let's try and let's try and do that now. And if people are if people are listening to this, and they don't uh, jump on it, and what can I say? It's just either either you're really lazy or you're really stupid. Because, you know, the, what we're talking about, even if you're not an avid fly angler, you need some flies. So tell us again uh, what you got going. I have 16 flies, uh, dry flies, and one wet fly I'm giving to the first 10 people that email john at fishtalkradio.com. Uh, you, uh, they're mostly for panfish, but the streamer, you can catch trout, you can catch bass. I've actually even caught northern pike on. Mm -hmm. So and it's what's, a lot and what, of fun, what's, what's, and what's you can the, use a bobber. Okay, what, what, what is the price on this? Uh... They're free <laughs> now, to the first how, ten. Now, how can somebody not do that? Even even if all you do is get them and give them to I the don't know. Split them up. It's yeah. really easy yeah. and nice. And I, the kids, I would expect one kid on the air would be already emailing you. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, just send because us that a, was the funnest thing to do when I was a kid was to. Yeah. Uh, fish the local little ponds around the farms. Yeah, and just send it to... Or go down to the Call River now, yeah, Call the Kansas This River. is John, and you can reach me at uh, john at fishtalkradio, three words, fishtalkradio.com. Yeah, and that's, it's so easy. We were supposed to talk about the Sierras, the, the trip you just got back from, but we, well, ran, we ran out of time Sierras again. The Sierras has been doing really good. Yeah. Uh, actually, I've got two buddies okay. up there right now fishing. Okay. Well, we're gonna Yesterday, hit, they caught 37 fish wow. between two of them on wow. the upper ones, and the wow. biggest one was oh, 30 fun. inches. Okay, well, we're running out of time again, so we'll have to uh, talk about it next week. Uh, but, Frank, I really appreciate you helping us out today. You are listening to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio. Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan and Mike the Grizz, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have Frank Selby on the line with us from his and hers fly shops in Southern California. Uh, Frank, I really appreciate you helping us out. And let's uh, mention real quick in the first hour, but just in case you missed it, um, you've got a special offer, and I don't know why you're doing this because it's not even Christmas. But, <laughs> but uh, if you could just explain that real quick. Okay, I have 17 flies for the first 10 that email john at fishtalkradio.com. They're panfish flies. There is the black gnat, mosquito, 
Royal Coachman, and the Red Tail Adam, mm-hmm. plus a Matuka. And they're, uh, the Matukas are great for bass, trout. I've even caught pot. You caught pot? Pike. Oh, pike. Okay. Northern pike. Yeah, okay. I call Northern them pike. pike. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. That's okay. I didn't, uh, I didn't. We also, uh, it's a really easy thing. Anybody that likes to fish, uh, the little ponds and stuff. Uh, the Blue Angels just flew, just flew over us. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, they're doing a show at oh, Huntington cool. Beach. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the uh, that best time to fish in the fall for the sun perch, the bluegill, the crappie, the red-eared sun perch, and a few other little species of uh, Tr- uh, okay. Trout. Now, uh, real quickly, Frank, uh, the total price, including shipping and handling, is how much? It's free. <laughs> Everything's free. And how can anybody even the shipping? How can anybody not do that? That's crazy. So, but you do have to send us an email, and uh, there's a good chance you're going to get uh, something, and you can even share it with your friends. And you can also use those for spinning if you want to. We'll talk about that when we get a chance. Uh, just uh, uh, send it to John at, or send a, an email to John at fishtalkradio.com. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with you. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. Used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, AFTCO makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says AFTCO, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through AFTCO. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for AFTCO at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. Make Lake Hemet your mountain lake escape in the San Jacinto mountain range near Idlewild. The bustling summer season has left the lake quiet and peaceful, perfect for fishing, boating, and RV camping. Visit LakeHemetRecreation.com for details. That's LakeHemetRecreation.com. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. 
The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Wormer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with Mike the Grizz and John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we have uh, the co-host today is Frank Selby from His and Hers Fly Shops in Southern California. And we also have uh, a very, well, resourceful uh, young man, and it is uh, uh, Jason from Terrafin. Now, Jason, let's just start by by explaining what Terrafin is and what it does. Yeah, so uh, Terrafin is a satellite imaging. Um, we provide charts of different ocean conditions that fishermen can subscribe to. Um, the main two are sea surface temperature and chlorophyll. Okay. Well, I think we know what sea surface temperature is, uh, but I've got a bunch of questions. First of all, the temperature uh, that is measured is the surface, right? Well, Correct. how how far down does that go to give you, you know, to to know what the w- real water temperature is? Like, say, five, ten, twenty, thirty, fifty feet. Um, so the satellite it can only read that very top layer. Mm-hmm. Um, It'll give you an idea of more so where the correct temperature breaks are, mm-hmm. um, which is what you're really looking for when you're fishing. Um, just an, as an example, if you're going for albacore, they really like to be, like the best temperature would be, say, 62 to 65. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to be right in the middle of just a big pool of bad temperature water because uh, there's no nutrients in it. It's just, you might come across an albacore, but it's just dumb luck at that point. Yeah, it's just, uh, just clear, clear blue water. Right, exactly. So what you're looking for is where that warm water that's in that temperature range that you're looking for meets up against uh, colder water. Mm-hmm. And that colder water is going to better support the smaller bait fish and the nutrients. So where they're going to be feeding is going to be along those edges. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Jason, I think most people that uh, you know that are knowledgeable uh, understand that whether you're fishing or hunting. I mean, if you're hunting, you don't you know you don't go out in the middle of the prairie, and you don't go in the middle of the forest. But the best way to find game is on the edge. And mm-hmm. fishing, it's usually if you're looking for um, you know temperature breaks or current breaks. And that's usually where you find the fish. Right, yeah. It's, it's the same concept. Um, basically, you're looking for structure, whether that's maybe kelp patties out there or a big drop-off in depth. 
or temperature breaks. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you've done some fishing. A little bit over the years. Yeah, well, I know you and your dad uh, have a place down in, uh, was it in East Cape? Yeah, down the East Cape in Baja. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why we're talking to you, uh, <laughs> because uh, uh, Jeff is, is probably down there fishing as we speak. Uh, he's trying he's trying to get the boat back in the water right now, but, yeah, he'll be out there in the next day or two. Yeah. And when you say uh, uh, you're looking for temperature and chlorophyll, can you explain what the chlorophyll uh, means and what that is? Yeah, so um, what chlorophyll is reading is, so <clears throat> chlorophyll is the kind of green color that is comes off of plankton. Mm-hmm. Um, so what it's reading is how much plankton is in the water. Uh, lower levels are going to be that really clear blue water mm-hmm. that for most of those kind of pelagic game fish that we're looking for, that's what they like to swim in. And then the higher levels are going to be that more green, off-color water, uh, which is where all the nutrients are going to be. So it's the same concept as um, with temperature charts. So in this case, you'll be looking for where the clear blue water comes up against the more green, off-color. Is there any relationship with temperature and the chlorophyll? Often, yes. Uh, Often the warmer waters are going to be that more clear blue water. And the warmer, or sorry, in the cooler water will be the more green off color. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll be the case most of the year. Sometimes in the later in the summers when it just gets kind of hot all over the place, mm-hmm. um, it's harder to see that difference. But those are times when the chlorophyll is really useful because you'll be able to see breaks in that with the blue and the green mm-hmm. that you wouldn't necessarily see in the temperature because everything's just hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, I know in Baja, the, this is the time of the year because the water temperature is up and, of course, the storms have passed. But, you know, that's why they have all the tournaments, usually in October and beginning of November, is that's when, uh, you know, usually the tuna and the marlin and, and uh, you know, the... Um, as you say, the pelagic game fish uh, tend to be uh, more oh, yeah. prolific. Yeah, yeah they've got their big big marlin tournaments coming up in the next next month or so. Mm-hmm. I got one question for you real quick. Sure. Uh, I always did the uh, tide uh, break where five to six miles offshore you would have that strip of junk. And one side's always warmer than the other. Mm-hmm. Would that show up on your uh... charts? Yeah, yeah that that would that would show up. Um, that that's one where we necessarily need the chart as much because you know it's kind of consistent. Um, but it, it's good for other areas that don't have kind of built-in structure. Um, that it can, the temperature changes or the chlorophyll changes can create their own structure. So it could be someplace that isn't necessarily like your go-to spot, but all of a sudden it's got the perfect conditions that yeah. day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the certain, well, the fish, as we know, big fish eat little fish. And the, uh, I guess, the, the chlorophyll and the plankton and algae in the water is, you know, a lot of times what the, the smaller fish feed on. 
Right, yeah, exactly. It's just the, that's the beginning of the food chain right there. So uh, the more plankton that's in the water, the more uh, the smaller bait fish it'll attract, which will then attract you know, like the tuna and marlin to come, come feed on them. Mm-hmm. And kind of explain where you get the information and, and how do you read the chart? Yeah, so we get um, all the information through satellite data, the majority of it uh, through NOAA, um, and some from NASA. Um, The charts are pretty easy to read. Um, They're all up on our website, uh, terrafin.com. And on the charts, they have a color scale on the left-hand side that'll go... Uh, warmest to coldest and we adjust the scale every day so that to make the breaks as mm-hmm. easy as possible to read. Well, How, how often is the uh, information updated? With temperature you're looking at about try for about five updates a day. Wow. Um, it is dependent on cloud cover yeah. so if it's cloudy in an area it's going to get it out. Yeah. Right. We have an, another type of temperature chart that we call cloud-free um, that we will get every day, and it'll be a totally clear shot. Wow. Um, the only downside to it is the resolution is not as good. Yeah. So we can't get it zoomed in as our normal ones. But if you fish in an area where you think, uh, it's cloudy all summer, how am I ever going to use this? Well, right. that's, a, that's a nice alternative. And you can, you can pick this up on your boat or just uh, print it out before you go out? Yeah, and you, uh, print you it before you go out, um, or um, if you have a smartphone or a tablet, um, we have an app available for both Apple and Android devices. Mm-hmm. And with that, you download the chart while you still have internet connection. And then when you're offshore, uh, you'll be able to pull up any chart that you've downloaded mm-hmm. and still use all the tools. Right. And I will say that uh, for what you charge, you know, for a year. It's it's about a hundred bucks, and if you do fish more than a few days a year, it's def- definitely worth it. You spend all that money on gas and fuel, and you don't want to be cruising around in the middle of the ocean and uh, trying to figure out where you are and where the fish are. Definitely, uh, yeah, I definitely spend a good that idea. Much. I spend that much just looking for the fish. Yeah, there, there you go. There you go. Yeah, that's, okay. That's a well, we're gonna we're, we're gonna have to go. Your website is what. It's uh, terrafin.com, T-E-R-R-A-F-I-N. Terrafin, T-E-R-R-A-F-A-N.com. All right, uh, great job again, as usual. We appreciate talking to you. Well, you are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio, and we'll be right back. The best wing shooting is in Nayarit, Mexico. It's absolutely incredible and is only $2,650 U.S. per person. Includes four nights lodging, three days hunting, all meals, non-alcoholic beverages, transportation, bird boys, cleaning and packing of all birds. You'll even be provided, free of charge, a quality shotgun over and under or automatic, either a Beretta or Browning, three cases of shotgun shells, even the tips are included. Bird season starts soon, so book your adventure today. Contact support at thegrizgear.com. That's support at thegrizgear.com. Or call 434-953-8598. That's 434-953-8598. 
It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real fun adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real fun trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. Let me tell you about a fantastic boutique hotel on Mag Bay called the Mangrove Inn, located on the estuary in Lopez Mateos. This unique hotel will connect you with nature. The whale watching is incredible. They have the best onshore and offshore fishing guides and even bird watching guides. And the estuary fishing. You can even kayak fish the estuaries right from the hotel. The chef will even cook your catch. Check it out at mangroveinbaja.com or call 434-953-8598 to book your adventure. That's 434-953-8598. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan and Mike the Grizz. This is John Hennigan, and we have Frank Selby from His and Hers Fly Shop in Southern California, and we have a very special guest on today, which is Dave Jacobs. And uh, Dave, I'll let you introduce yourself. But uh, first, I would like to say that I, I, you know, I do fish in in Baja, you know, a, a fair amount, and it's very exciting but the most exciting thing that i can think of is getting a 15 20 pound king salmon on the line yeah i think the uh the my experience with all the new fishermen young men and women that come out with us on the on the boat is to see the thrill of them catching a 18 to 25 pound even a 35 pound king salmon on light tackle in the river is just phenomenal there's a lot of river current a lot of obstacles for them to fight and uh, it's quite the battle, and they really do a great job. We mm-hmm. coach them, and uh, we get those fish in, and the look on their face to see a 35-pound salmon on the floor of the boat. Is wow, just, that is a special, big... You know, and it, that, happens, yeah. it happens quite often. That's a big salmon because, uh, you know, you get a you know, 25, 30-pound Dorado, that's a big fish, or even a tuna. But uh, a king salmon, ooh, man, can you imagine... Uh, um, that how much how much fun it is they take it and run, and as you say it's not like you're out in the middle of the ocean where you can just let them run, uh, and then crank them in. I mean, you, it does take, right. some, take does take some finesse to make sure that uh, you don't lose them. Yeah, that's correct. And, so and on, to have the right light, right light tackle, right rod and reel is is key for getting these fish mm-hmm. not just but landed. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay, well, tell us what you do and where you're located. 
Well, I'm a full-time guide in Northern California, Southern Oregon, and uh, professional guide service. We started in 1985, and uh, we've been taking care of people in Northern California and Southern Oregon uh, for many years, and we do a lot of salmon and steelhead and striped bass fishing on uh, local rivers in Northern California and in Southern Oregon. Wow. And well, striped bass are fun, too. And by the way, striped bass and salmon, um, not only is it exciting, they're very tasty. That's correct. They're great table fare, and they're very plentiful in Northern California at uh, certain times of the year. Mm-hmm. Now, are these salmon hatchery fish, or, they, or where do they come from? How do they get into the river? That's a great question. Yeah, there's there's uh, some state and federal hatcheries up here. So uh, out of, uh, I would say we do have a, a wild population of fish, but we do have a lot of hatchery fish. And only 25% of 100% of the fish they make every year in release are finclip. So, you know, there's 75% of your non-finclip fish you catch could, in fact, be from the actual state and federal hatchery. Oh, I thought that was, I thought they, they clipped all of them. No, they only do seven, they only do 25% and 75% are unclipped. Hmm. So that, but uh, they do have a lot of uh, wire-coated tags in the noses of the hatchery fish. We do turn in our hatchery fish heads so they can uh, read the numbers on the coated tags and see when they were born and from what hatchery they were from. Mm-hmm. Well, the, give us a quick idea of the life cycle uh, of, uh, let's say, a 25-pound salmon. Sure. You have your two-, three-, and four-year-old returning king salmon. Uh, they're born in the hatchery, uh, which is high in the system, like in uh, the Coleman uh, Hatchery. That's a national fish hatchery just south of Redding, California, on the Sacramento River. And they'll take 13 million of these, these uh, small salmon and release them in the springtime. Whoa. And they will migrate you know, 170 to 200 miles down the river and smell their way all the way down past every tributary. And that's what we call imprinting. They smell their way down, and then they go into the ocean, and then they live and feed in the ocean for two, three, and four years, and they get big, fat, and strong, and then they return to the exact spot where they were born. They can smell their way all the way home. Yeah, I always thought that was fascinating because they, you know, they... How they do it, um, apparently, you know, every water has something different about it that they can sense. They are they have an incredible sense of smell. That's how they're able to smell the actual mouth of the river. They can smell the actual creek that's 200 miles up that river. They can smell that water, and they that's how they know how to navigate their way back to their, their uh, native spawning ground. Wow. Yeah, well, you know, and the other thing is, you know, of course, they, when they, you know, the life cycle of a salmon is that, you know, they're born, they go to the ocean, they come back, um, they spawn, and they die. They so, do. That, that's a unique uh, feature about that run of fish is, uh, like, a steelhead will actually eat when it enters the river. But salmon, uh, the unique thing about salmon, the reason they die is when they enter uh, freshwater from the saltwater environment to come spawn, mm-hmm. they actually... Uh, lose their stomach, so they don't eat anymore. So they basically live off of their their own body Stored. fat mm-hmm. and oil, yeah, mm-hmm. for the next two two to three months. Wow, that's uh, and well, it sounds like you want to get one that's uh, you know that's fresh, fresh, yeah, one, one that real fresh, one that hasn't fresh. been up, one that oh, is that what you do? The, yeah, the, you, the you, color. Yeah. 
Yeah, you can get them really early in the run. Yeah. Like right now, the fish are chrome bright, beautiful, really bright red, deep red fillets. Uh, mm-hmm. The kind of salmon you want to take home and keep. You know, the older the older they get, the harder they are to catch. I believe. You know, the oh, harder. Really? Yeah, when they're when they're really good eaters, they're very aggressive, very good fighters. Yeah, well, they they do get kind of a kind of a multicolor. I might say malt. Multi, I'm looking for the right word. Um, you know, they're just not as attractive. They start getting well. Yeah, and that's that's all part of the spawning process. They need those teeth and those spawning colors to actually fight and fend off all the predatory little fish trying to to get on the nest and, and mess with their eggs. Hmm. So that's that's why you see the hooked jaws and the teeth and the colors on those fish. Okay. Those are their spawning colors. Yeah. Now, is there a difference between the male and female salmon? Isn't it you know by the by the hook in the mouth? Yeah, you can real well the female salmon they, they get teeth as well, but the uh, female salmon in general, her head is, is short and rounded, where the male salmon's face is long and, and has that hooked jaw. So you'll see that long, narrow face of a male and you'll see the short, stubby rounded face of a female. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not sure to how to ask the question is that when they spawn, they're releasing the eggs. And how are those eggs fertilized? Well, the male, you know, it's interesting, you know, Coleman National Fish Hatchery is on Battle Creek. You can actually go over an old bridge there. I did it as a young man myself. It's been fascinating to get on that bridge and look at the uh, female salmon cleaning off the gravel and watching her chase off every fish that gets close. Any male that gets close to that salmon red that she's cleaning off, she chases them all off until at one moment, I have no idea when that happens, you come back the next day, she chooses the male that she's going to mate with. And when those two actually mate, the female will lay the eggs into the gravel, the male will get sideways and milk on top of the eggs and fertilize them, and then those two fish will stay on that nest until those eggs are hatched. They will never leave that, that salmon red. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, they will stay on it until the eggs hatch, and they will fight off every little fish, crawfish, rainbow trout, steelhead, squawfish, you name it, uh, hardheads, anything that tries to get in on that nest and eat the eggs, they'll chase them off. Yeah. Well, of course, salmon eggs are well known for being a great uh, bait, especially for trout. Absolutely. Well, a lot of them settle into the clean gravel, and they are uh, they are actually uh, deposited in the gravel, and they they do incubate and hatch. Some of them, uh, they all don't stick in the gravel. Some get you know washed away down the stream, and mm-hmm. the rainbow trout pick those easy meals off. But there is a lot of those eggs stick to that clean gravel, and they they are successfully uh, spawned out in that gravel. But mm-hmm. the, the 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 male and female will stay on that red and, and protect those eggs in the nest. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I believe that salmon eggs are actually a pretty good uh, table fare. Also, if you get uh, uh, if you get a female that that has a bunch of eggs in it, you don't want to throw them away. Yeah, some of the some of the clients do like to uh, take those those home, and they know how to uh, to process those, and they they can be a, a very unique table fare as well. I've yeah. never had them myself, but some people do 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 that. Yeah, it's a caviar, and also you can uh, use a procure to. Uh, uh, to you know, if you if you get the eggs and uh, and cure them, and you can keep it for uh, for trout bait, it works extremely well. That's correct. There's many different cures out there. You can you can you can process them for rainbow trout or steelhead, or even use them for salmon fishing in the coming years. Mm. Are you? Oh, I thought you weren't allowed to use uh, uh, bait from the same species. Is that? 
Is that right? No, you no. You're allowed to use row for for salmon fishing. You can okay. steer your eggs and use them for okay. or steal them for bow trout or salmon. Okay, okay. And um, I I don't know. We've only got about a minute or, or so to talk to you. But as far as technique for salmon, you want to give us a quick tip? Well, I I think the tip of the year this year is is drifting. Uh, properly drifting the uh, the baits to these fish. You know, you got to find a holding fish, and you need to be able to drift your either your row or your bright colored yarn and puff balls through these schools of fish. Um, your your deep colored red row with a chartreuse or flame orange uh, styrofoam ball on the hook that's very effective. Mm-hmm. And uh, the chartreuse or flames a really important color because they're they're out of all the colors I've used, you know, deep red, flame, and chartreuse. Those yeah. are the colors that seem to yeah. to really trigger a strike from a yeah. chinook. Well, I've I've seen uh, in, in Alaska in the in the Kenai, they just use a, a piece of orange yarn. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we've done that for sockeye, but kings actually bite. Like this morning, we were using chartreuse on chartreuse. Yeah. So I a chartreuse yarn with chartreuse uh, styrofoam puff balls. Yeah. And those, and right out of the gate, as soon as right. it hit the bottom, those those males were chasing it. That's that's incredible, man. That does that does sound like a pretty exciting trip. I'm gonna have to come up there and visit you. But uh, Dave, we appreciate you coming in and your website one more time. That's a real easy one to remember, sacramentofishing.com. Sacramentofishing.com. All right, Dave, we appreciate that, and uh, good luck for the rest of the season. Appreciate that. You guys take care. Thank you. You are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com and listen as many times as you want. For your outdoor adventure in the West, CalParksCO.com is required. CalParks has 24 prime locations for camping, fishing, or boating. Shasta Trinity Recreation Area is breathtakingly beautiful with all amenities, offering the best camping in California. California's largest reservoir, Diamond Valley, is just 90 miles from Los Angeles or San Diego, designed for an incredible fishery. At Silver Falls Lodge in Oregon, no need to rough it. Stunning beauty and first-class accommodations. Whatever your desire, CalParksCO.com has it. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. The road stretches for miles in front of you, and with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway, so your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world class fishing 
fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio and enjoy the great outdoors. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan and Mike the Grizz. Welcome back to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. You are listening to John Hennigan, and we have uh, a couple of uh, fly anglers on the line with us right now. We have Frank Selby, who has his and her fly shop, and we also have um, Bart Larmouth from Ross Reels. And, you know, I think that in this segment, I'll probably just leave the room and let you guys talk about it. But uh, I will have to say, uh, Bart, that, you know, I always believe that when you buy quality equipment, it doesn't matter the price. Because, you know, after a period of time, you forget what you paid for it. And if it doesn't do what you bought it for, then you wasted your money. And Ross reels are quality, but they're very affordable. And then also you make able reels if you're uh, <clears throat> a little bit more of a, uh, uh, a purist or a fly fishing fanatic. They're, you know, able you know, is, is known as probably one of the top uh, reels uh, in the world. Absolutely. But uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and let, uh, uh, if you don't mind, uh, Bart, just kind of introduce yourself. And then uh, I'll let Frank ask you some questions. Absolutely. Um, well, good to be on, John. Thanks for having me, as always. Uh, I'm the sales manager for Ross Reels here in Montrose, Colorado. And our sister company, Fly Reels, recently moved from your neck of the woods, from Camarillo, up here to Montrose as well. So we've got oh, a, no. No. We, well, we don't, don't fear. We still have all of our anodization, and uh, the custom paint shop is still right there in Camarillo. But we okay. moved all the manufacturing up here to our much larger facility mm-hmm. um, and still keeping everything 100% USA-made and sourced. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, I, I could be wrong on this, but I know that the period of time, you know, after the Cold War and, and uh, you know, the aerospace uh, industry was kind of slacking down, um, there was a lot of very high-tech equipment that wasn't being fully utilized, and there's a couple of different uh, companies that started making fishing reels and using NCR machines and, you know, um, carving reels out of a, a block of, uh, you know, whatever the type of aluminum that you used. But uh, um, so they, they, but they've been around for a while. 
And, yeah, and you hit on the head. That's actually where both companies uh, came from. Whereas uh, really? Steve Abel was in the aerospace industry out in California, mm-hmm. as was um, Ross Houck, oh. uh, who's he Abel, Ross were actually made in Aetna, California, for about two years before Ross's move up here to uh, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, he's actually still in town, not part of the company anymore, but right down the street. And we still use that kind of technology. The reels start as a big, long bar of aluminum, which we cut into a puck, and then using a mill or a lathe. Mills turn the material, lathes turn the tool. Uh, we act, we create these wonderful works of art, and our machinists are the artists. They're yes. the ones that program these machines to do these crazy angles, and you know, turn you know, remove ninety five percent of the aluminum in some cases to give you something that's still incredibly strong and beautiful. And it's all one solid piece. Yes, sir. And the other thing about Abel, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that uh, Ross reels are not attractive. Oh no. But but Abel, I mean, they they are works of art. That's exactly it, and it's it's. You know, Ross, we've always described kind of as a blue-collar reel in a lot of ways. You know, we do a nice hard anodize on it, but it's functional. You know, it's the kind of thing that we've got guys that are fishing their grandfather's reel still. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Able, not only do you have that type of longevity and quality in the product, but it's the finish. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, we're, they're hand-buffing every reel before anodizing, and we can do a slew of custom colors. Fish graphics look just like the fish. You know, um, Dorado is one of my favorites. You know, kind of mm-hmm. near and dear to your heart, sir. Oh, yeah. And, and and it turns out just a beautiful, beautiful pattern that's all hand-done. But it's not paint, per se. Even though it's applied as paint, it's actually anodized. So mm. it's in the aluminum itself. It's not on the surface. Um, I equate it to coloring an Easter egg. Mm-hmm. So if you take an Easter egg and you put it in that vinegar, which is an mm-hmm. acid, opens the pores and it sucks in the color. Mm-hmm. And we do the same kind of deal except with acid and a current. Mm. Opens the pores of the aluminum and sucks in that color. Mm. And so it, uh, it's actually part of the reel itself and not just on top of it. Well, a quick question because you mentioned Dorado. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, do you make uh, saltwater reels? Many, many. Um, Ross just released its new Evolution R Salt, specifically designed for saltwater, from 7.8 up to 11.12. And Abel's always been known as making high-end saltwater reels mm. uh, that travel all over the world. I mean, all the way up to 14 weights. Mm-hmm. So real big stuff. You're going for sales and tuna and that sort of thing. Okay. Okay, Frank, I'll let you take over. Okay. Yeah, I, your rep was just in my shop the other day. <laughs> well, I'm supposed to tell you, Frank, I heard I was on you, then Jeff Patterson says hello. <laughs> oh, he's there. <laughs> if those don't know, Jeff Patterson's our uh, national, international sales director for both Abel and Ross Reels. Been there many years in the industry, and then uh, friend well, Frank's as well. Jeff knows I have about 30 Abels and probably eight Rosses. Excellent. I still have my big 14, 15 reels. Abel's, the old one, black, weigh about two pounds. Oh, yep, absolutely. The old, um, you had the point ones and the fives and uh, yeah. various sizes like that. Yeah, actually, in the old days, I got the, my names put on them. Nice. You guys don't do that anymore, but... We actually I do, really we, we do just, like we just, reels. We got a nice nice new laser, actually, that'll put all kinds of names on there, company logos. It's actually pretty neat, the things that you can do today with technology. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the 8 and the 11, your new reel. Sure. What colors do they come in now? We are all over the map, Frank. That's a great question. We do. Uh, we have approximately, I think, 
15 solid colors that they come in, so it's just solid uh, um, colors that way. About 20 fish graphics of various uh, size, of various types. We have some of our uh, artist, artistic, not artistic, pardon me, but artist series like Derek DeYoung. We have Derek DeYoung patterns, Andrea Larco patterns. Um, and then, just like you said, the classic black is still there and still sells well. You know, it holds yeah. up very, very very, very nice, and we also do what we call our satin finishes now, which is a kind of rough-and-tumble matte look to it, which is really, really nice, and it can nice addition to some of these darker black rods you're seeing nowadays that have that kind of matte finish to them. Yeah. Uh, one more question I think uh, a lot of people like to know. Uh, Abel still does the re- rebuild for 60 or $70 or something like that? It's actually a little less than that. While we can't really redo the finishes, we no, no, we, just the cork, the drag. Oh, absolutely! It's even less than that. It's right about forty bucks for a lot of things. You send them back to us here. We do it here in Colorado now. Fully okay. go through those things, repair them, and send them on home. Yeah, uh, the Rosses. Have you started doing that with the Rosses too, or no? Absolutely, it's it's raw side's a little less expensive, just thirty. Um, I'm sending mine in. <laughs> what that's our yes, and well, it's it's thirty for the first reel. If you have more, it's just five for each additional. You know, we we're looking just to cover shipping more than anything. Okay. Um, and what we do is we instead of just fixing a problem, we will actually tear the entire reel down, gut it, make sure there's nothing in there that needs updating, or if it does, replace it. So I like to tell everybody, think of it as an engine rebuild for your reel. It's ready to rock and roll right after that. Yeah. Yeah, the neat thing about your reels, both, both they last forever. It They're is. like a, I hate to say this because I think they are like an old Timex. No matter what you do, <laughs> it keeps on ticking. Keeps on ticking and clicking. You know, it, one one of the things I've said many times is that you're if you're buying a piece of equipment. Um, and I don't care if it's a if it's a, if it's a wrench or you know a hammer or or, or whatever it is, um, if it doesn't do what you want it to do, then you've thrown your money away. And if you buy the right piece of equipment, you can pass it down for generations. The the initial purchase price uh, over a period of time becomes inconsequential. But you know, again, your, your reels are very reasonably priced, especially the Ross. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, if you buy the right stuff, uh, you're never going to be sorry you bought it. Oh, exactly. That's that's our goal. You know, is to make sure that it's something that's going to last. And mm-hmm. you know, you can't you can't substitute for American quality in a way a lot no, of these you things can't. go. And uh, I have never burned up a drag on an Abel or a Ross, and a couple of times I've had them smoking, but never burned <laughs> up. <laughs> no, we see them come back, you'd be amazed at the, the condition some of these things come back in, and it's more the, well, the handle's not working, the drag works great, and we look at it and go, what the heck did you do to this thing? <laughs> at least it's still working. Well, you want to you make a quick comment on taking care of your reels? Absolutely. Great, great question, um, John. It's, you know, at least uh, many of the Ross reels and a lot of our competitors' reels now are um, lubricant-free, so you don't want to put any type of oil or lubricant in them unless specifically requested. Um, we recommend, especially if you come back from salt, take the reels apart. If you can go buy some uh, distilled water at the grocery store, it's a buck a gallon, soak them in that, and then let them air dry before putting it back together. Oh, if you get a little squeak sometimes, a little bit of Windex goes a long way. That's completely safe huh. on most drag mechanisms out there. You can spray down spindles, internals, and just wipe uh, them down. Uh, and let me again, let, let them air dry. Yeah. Uh, I'll the give eight, you a little 
I'll give you a little secret. I yeah. use a drop of joy in lukewarm water. There you go. There's another and good one. And then just rinse them off, wipe them off, and for some reason that lemon keeps yep. the rust off a lot better. Mm-hmm. Okay. It'll do it, too. It, it, absolutely right, Frank. And then the able side, we do have some maintenance on the cork side. You want to use Neat's foot oil on that. Um, but the new seal drags, um, just same as the Ross, just kind of clean them on oh, up. Oh, so I, yep. I didn't realize you had steel uh, drags. Anyway, we're, we've got about 30 seconds left. Uh, so, if uh, Bart, if you could give some quick information on you know where to find and how to get in touch with Ross Reels. Sure. Absolutely. The easiest way is on the web, www.rossreels.com, and Abel is just www.ablereels.com. <laughs> okay. R-O-S-S or A-B-L-E, reels.com. Perfect. All right. And you can probably find one from the other one. And, uh, you know, just uh, go, go check it out and decide which one works the best for you. All right. Okay. Well, we're going to have to end this one. We appreciate everybody tuning in to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. And uh, go to fishtalkradio.com. You can listen as many times as you want. And send me an email for some free flies, john at fishtalkradio.com. Don't forget to do that. You're a fool if you don't. Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Great news. You can now watch Grizz's shows wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. Enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. Or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Just go to your phone, tablet, or even Kindle app store or iTunes and download it today. And when you get home, you can watch The Grizz on your big screen on Roku. Catch The Grizz next adventure today.
It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with Mike the Grizz and John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we are back, and we have Frank Selby from his and hers fly shop on the line. And for <laughs> we've been trying to get back to Frank because he recently, I think, went up to the uh, eastern Sierras, and he's yeah. been anxious to talk about it, and we just keep putting them off. So let's do that now, Frank. Okay. Uh, lately, the browns are starting to run up the upper Owens. They're getting a lot of 18 to 25-inch browns Whoa. on the upper Owens. And my bu- two buddies are up there right now fishing. And yesterday, they caught 35 fish. Holy smokes. Well, of course, the limit's five, right? No, the limit's none up there. Oh, so the browns are catch and release them, yeah. Well, maybe yeah. not. Not for another week, but yeah. they usually catch and release everything anyway. Yeah, yeah, and then those, so those are fun fish to catch. Yeah, and uh, I got a call from my other buddy while we were on the line. He's uh, just got done with the green, and they're, it's fishing excellent. Not as big, but there's a lot of fish mm-hmm. on A and B or 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. But the high Sierras right now... Uh, for the next two months is a lot of fun to fish the upper ones with uh, streamers right up against the bank, uh, chartreuse, olive, black and red, uh, the, the matukas, the woolly burgers. There's a few different ones that are a lot of fun. I usually throw a woolly booger with a SBB nymph behind it, drag it right up against the bank. Mm-hmm. The big brown well, will come if, out and if, grab you, it. if you've never fished it, the upper Owens, which would be the Owens River, uh, I guess north of Bishop, um, is a tremendous fishery, and it's it's part of the water supply that that feeds Southern California. Um, but you know, there's not a tremendous amount of water in it, and it's uh, surprisingly narrow. You know, if you've got a uh, uh, a nine foot uh, fishing rod, you can almost uh, touch the other side of the river. In a lot of spots. Yeah, but uh, so you really—it's not one of these uh, uh, river runs through it where you cast it out a hundred feet. You just got to drop it in the water and just let it float down. Yeah, usually we try to flip it over to the other bank on all the bends. Mm-hmm. The upper Owens is like a snake. Mm-hmm. It, Ever 15 feet, it makes a big curve back and forth. Mm-hmm. I think if you stretched it out from the uh, uh, the end of the upper row and straight, straightened it out, you'd be halfway to uh, <laughs> L.A. County. Yeah, but uh, no, it's a, it's a beautiful area. Yeah, and, and you don't have to worry about backcasting. There's nothing you can get hung up in the air. Mm-hmm. There's very few trees there. I like uh, the second green gate. 
the gates are closed, but you open them and you shut them behind because it's ca- the cattle country. Yeah, well, there's a lot of private property in the Upper Owens, but uh, there's 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 plenty of places you can go, and and even right down into the Bishop and the, with the five bridges and in uh, um, you know Bishop itself. Yeah, I mean, it's not exactly the most beautiful city you've ever seen, uh, but th- there's a lot of stuff there. You're so close to everything. You know, you're only about 45 minutes from the from Mammoth and in and, and North or Bridgeport or that. And but the Upper Owens is uh, is is a great fishery. You said, and it it doesn't take a lot of finesse. You just kind of, if you're nymph fishing, you just flop it out there and just let it drift down and then flop it out again. Yeah. <clears throat> Okay. Well, anyway, Frank, it looks like uh, we're being told that we've got to get out of here. I well, really, really appreciate uh, that you, you're joining us with His and Hers Fly Shop. And uh, it's, it's been great. And you've given us some really good tips. Okay. I'll see you next week, hopefully. Okay. All okay. right. We, oh, oh, before we go, don't forget, uh, free flies. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, just uh, send an email to john at fishtalkradio.com, and Frank is going to send you uh, 16, 17 flies, absolutely no charge. 